also, it's kind of a gift because they, they can say with almost certainty that they will save her life. Welcome. This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg. Thanks for joining our ongoing discussion on the advances in cancer research and treatment. Normally, my guests are the scientists, the physicians, the leaders here at the James, but not today. Today, my guest is Jay McDaniel. Jay is a cancer patient here at the James. I've gotten to know Jay a bit over the past three or four years, and the story of his cancer journey is, is pretty amazing and very inspiring for a lot of reasons. And it's, it's a great example of how research such as the James Ohio Colorectal Cancer Prevention Initiative, also known as OCCPI, prevents cancers and saves Dave's lives. It's a ver- also a very personal story and journey all about Jay's courage and his determination. And it's also a story about families, Jay and his family, and how they went through this journey together. So welcome, Jay. Thanks, Steve. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. And Jay, I was trying to think back about how and when we first met. And I think it was about four years ago. And I think it had to do with Pelotonia. You were a rider. I was a rider. And your commitment to, to Pelotonia and to fundraising and, and you how you were a volunteer at the James. And the thing that, I, that really stands out in my memory from when we first met is you telling me about how cancer, colon cancer, was this it, it just devastating for your family growing up. So sort of t- tell us a little bit about your, your family history with cancer. Yeah, it's a killer. Um, by the time they found everyone in my family, um, it was too late. So ever since I was young, I was going to funerals. Uh, my father died of cancer. His brother, Uncle Jerry, died of cancer. My aunts, Reba, Martha, they've died of cancer. My grandfather, my father's father. And it was all died colon of, cancer? Uh, everybody was colon except for Aunt Martha. She was brain. Aunt Reba was colon yeah, Jerry was calling, and my dad was calling, and so was his father. Now, th- this was obviously 20, 20, 30 years ago. Did they have any? Yes, I'm 53. S- my father died at 21, and then oh. his brother and sisters died prior to that. So, Like, did doctors, did oncologists have any sense of why this is happening? Why so many cases for one family? Not really. They knew at that point we were probably at risk, and by then we knew it too. And my father passed at Loyola University, and I'll never forget Dr. Schwartz, his doctor after my father died, pulled me aside and said, uh, you normally get colonoscopies every five years at 50. I want you to start at 35, get them every five years. And I did them every five years. Starting uh, at like 20, 21. Yeah, starting at 21. So uh, then I was in my fourth year from my last colonoscopy when I developed symptoms. And when I went in, it was too late. I was already stage 3B. Of colon cancer. Of colon cancer. And what are the symptoms? What were you feeling that made you worry and and go in to see someone? Yeah, so upset stomach, uh, just uh, grumbling in, in, you know, my intestines, uh, some blood in your stool. And uh, I thought I had shellfish poisoning because the day before I was with a buddy and we had oysters and I had not had any in 25 years. <laughs> and he told me how to doctor them up, put some lemon tabasco. He said, hey, or try these. So we ate a bunch of those. And next day I was sick. And my buddy goes, oh, you've got shellfish poisoning. So, of course, I walk in my doctor's office and I said, I have shellfish <laughs> poisoning. I need a super antibiotic. And uh, he goes, nah, I, I think you're going to get a colonoscopy. And uh, I was kind of in a twilight. You could still see the TV. 
And as he was doing the procedure, he stopped and went around it and started taking pictures. And I said, that's cancer, isn't it? He said, yes, sir, it is. Wow. So, so when th- we, we finished, he had a full colored catalog by the time I got dressed and met him uh, later to discuss options. So it was extremely frightening. I, I was going to say, I, I mean, this is sort of a, a black cloud hanging over you for all these years right because your family history it's something yeah. that perhaps you in the back or even the front of your mind you're thinking this is coming my way yeah and i was raising my daughters on my own since they were three seven and eleven. Oh my goodness and they were in uh you know they were still in school still in middle school and high school and it was uh it was very hard to tell them and and so we're going to get back to this later but if this had happened today rather than back then, you would have been getting screenings every year. Correct. And I never would have gotten cancer. Yeah, they would have caught yeah. it when it was a precancerous polyp. And Correct. So you were you were treated here at the James. I was. So I had a a, a pretty big surgery. Uh, full team. Doctor Goldberg was head of oncology at that time. Doctor Arnold was head of uh, surgery, and they both got together and operated, and then followed up with chemo. Uh, after that, and uh, they thought they got it all. And, and I don't know that much about colon cancer surgery, but they literally remove a a, 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 a length, large a length of a, your intestines. A, yeah, like you, like how long? Half. Your, yeah. My goodness, half. And that in itself must have some side effects. Yeah, yeah. I was out for a few months. Wow. But I, you don't know if you're going to wake up with a, colon, a colonoscopy bag, or if you're intact or not until you wake up. So it's scary going under, not knowing. And and you were able to avoid that? I was. So that's, Yeah, I had the best. Okay. The best surgeons. I, I mean, did. Yeah, so they, even though, well, so even though they had to remove a larger section that put you in the, the, the category where you may need this, uh, this bag, not going with, they, they did such a good job. You yeah. So and now we ride together in Pelotonia. You and your doctors? Huh? Which doctor are you talking about? Dr. Arnold. Oh, who operated on you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's faster? Uh, <laughs> that's debatable. Okay. <laughs> so this is 2013. Mm-hmm. And, at, and and I know from in, in previous episode of this uh, podcast, Heather Hampel, who's the superstar genetic counselor here, told us all about the OCCPI, the Ohio Colorectal Cancer Prevention Initiative, which we're going to call OCCPI because it's very hard to pronounce. <laughs> but she was, you came in, your surgery, your treatment was right about the time that this Pelotonia funded program launched, right? Yeah, for the state of Ohio. So her and Eileen Latimer approached me and said, Would you be willing to be tested uh, because of your family history? We think you might have Lynch. So Lynch syndrome, Lynch syndrome. Talking about, which is a genetic mutation that can greatly increase your risk of colon cancer. And in fact, we're going to uh, listen now from part uh, from episode seven of our podcast. We're going to have Heather, since she's the expert, she's going to explain to us what Lynch syndrome is and what it means. So here's Heather. Um, so Lynch syndrome turns out to be the most common form of inherited colon cancer. So these individuals are at much higher risk for getting colon cancer, rectal cancer, uh, uterine cancer, which is also sometimes called endometrial cancer, ovarian, stomach, and many other cancers during their lifetime. And um, this is an inherited it is. genetic mutation that... 
so you can you, get from your mother or father. That's right. And, and if you've gotten it from your mother or father, then half of your brothers or sisters will have it as well. And half of your children will have it because it gets inherited in a 50-50 dominant pattern. So finding out that somebody has this is really important, not only for the patient, because they will have high risk for getting second cancers and third cancers during their lifetimes, which we can prevent. By screening. By screening. Okay. But also we are increasingly finding that there are different ways to treat patients with Lynch syndrome different chemotherapies, immune therapy turns out to be extremely effective in people with Lynch syndrome. So this may actually affect their treatment for the colon cancer that they actually have. Um, So the patient can benefit both in their treatment and then prevention for future cancers, but then their family members are where we really can save lives because we can diagnose um, their children, you know, anytime after age 18, people can be tested. And if we know somebody has Lynch syndrome, we're going to start that screening test, the colonoscopy around age 20 to 25. If we do that every one to two years, we should be able to remove things as polyps before they ever become cancers. So these are very preventable cancers. The women with Lynch syndrome, after they're done having children, often elect to have a hysterectomy, removing both their uterus and their ovaries and fallopian tubes, eliminating two of the top three cancers, both the uterine and the ovarian cancer risk. So three of the main four cancers are completely preventable by earlier and more frequent colonoscopy and hysterectomies after childbearing. So again, that was Heather Hample explaining what Lynch syndrome is, which is what Jay had and perhaps what I think, Jay, what many members of your family had, right? Yeah. You have a 50% chance of handing it down to your children. If you do not have hand that down to your children, they have the same risk as anybody else. Right. Okay. Yeah. They can. And they. It doesn't skip a generation. That's why uh, we test the parents first, and then because we know if they don't have it, their kids can't can. have it. But for you, was it sort of like a uh, like a this great realization that this is what's been in my family for who knows how long has been killing members of my family for years back like how did when you heard about Lynch syndrome and that you had it what did that mean to you how did that one it was yeah it was my aha moment and two I was I was actually kind of mad that you know had this would have happened you know a few years ago even had we had those funds available and had we had the those you know OCCPI uh, had they they, we had known that I never would have got cancer because that starts as a polyp while you're getting a colonoscopy or, or an ovarian or endometriosis, they see the polyp, they zap it, you're done. Right. And then you get tested at once a year, not every five years. So, so walk me through what happened. So once Heather approached you, how did go through the process of, of how she tested you? Yeah. So I was happy to help it. I came back positive, of course. And then, uh, then it came down to my three girls and yeah. she said, would you like them tested? And I said, absolutely. So at, at, in 2013, roughly what were their ages? So Erica's 29. So that would have been 2013, 23, 23. And then Emily is five years younger. And then Elizabeth's five years younger than her four. They're each four years right. apart. So, so four, 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 19, 19 15, 15, roughly. Yeah. So that that's whew, that. So yeah. so she asked you if you wanted them tested, and you you said yes. Yes, sir. Okay, and what happened? Erica was the only one that came back positive. Erica is your oldest. My oldest daughter. So, and she was twenty three at the time. Correct. So that's a life changing um, 
that's a lot yeah. to have on you at 23. Yeah. Had so, I had known that when I was 21, I would have been tested yearly as well. And so it's kind of a gift because they, they can say with almost certainty that they will save her life. So because she has it, she's now being tested every once a year. Correct. And as you said before, that means that because you're tested so frequently and they know how these polyps grow, the growth rate, they'll, if it, they'll always be able to see it. But while it's a precancerous polyp, cut it out before it becomes cancer. Correct. But now you know that if, you, that if she has kids, if they're tested, they'll be on that same plan Correct. of yearly um, screenings. Yeah. So they can also be prevented. Yeah. So again, it's, it's preventing your daughter grandchildren great-grandchildren great it's like for hundreds of years we can stop this in yeah. my generation in your family her. yeah this yeah it colon cancer may never kill another person in your family correct so and and that, they can get i think they can get a total of five cancers but colon's the most prevalent yeah yes it's not yes we i keep saying colon cancer because that's what you had but correct. yes there's several lynch syndrome increases the odds for several different cancers which makes it even more important to be screened yeah. for it and as heather talked about her her hope her goal is one year to make this national that every single person in the united states uh, diagnosed with colon cancer gets this test and, and she's just saving over a thousand lives in ohio alone right now well who people who know they have yes. lynch and, yeah. and she she did give me this number that 1.2 million people in this country have lynch syndrome but only five percent know, know about, about it. it yeah so that's crazy. staggering so and and you've and i know a little bit about this but you once you knew you had lynch syndrome you wanted to alert your family members and i think heather helped you with this she did so uh that following summer she knew uh, we became very close and i told her i had a family reunion which was on my father's side in tennessee every year and it's on the farthest northwest corner of tennessee as you can get and she by chance was going on vacation with her two sons and her husband as far east south tennessee as you can go and if you know Tennessee, it's a very wide, yeah. long state. So it's an eight-hour drive. And she said, could I come to your family reunion while I'm on vacation, drive over, test everyone, and then she'll drive back? And she did that. Wow. 38 members. And my cousin Barry, who's the same age as me, that's my father's brother, was positive. He went in for screening. They found polyps and saved his life. Wow. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Jay to talk some more about um, OCCPI and Pelotonia and how involved he's become in Pelotonia and as a volunteer at the James. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At The James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. We're back with Jay McDaniel talking more about um, colon cancer and how to prevent it. And Jay filled us in on his story, but, but there's a lot more to this story, and Jay, in 2013, I think that's either when you first wrote or first heard about Pelotonia and decided to, to get involved, which is, of course, 
I think, important because Pelotani is what funded the OCCPI project that kind of helped you. Yeah, knowing those funds helped me, uh, inspired me to spread the word and, and help others. 2014 was my first ride. So you got through. Volunteered your... 13, rode 14. Yeah. Were you still in treatment in 20? 20... I was. How did you as a family handle all this? Well, they were there a lot for me. I mean, your daughters became your caregivers. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> how did you, how did they handle that the three of them? How did they, they did well. divide they, the work and the yeah. cooking and the cleaning and the Yeah, they maintained everything, helped get meal trains, friends and family brought food over. Um I'm very blessed. And so then here we are in August 2013, you're doing well. What was Pelotonia like as a volunteer? Oh, it was amazing just to uh, to help support this cause and spread the word for things that can be preventable today. Um, a lot of people think that we're trying to cure cancer, which we are, but we're already doing it in some cases. Yeah. This is it. This is, this is something that can save lives today. It can prevent cancer. Yeah, That's the amazing it. thing yeah. with these colon cancer screenings. It can yeah. prevent cancer before it ever happens. won't hit the late stages. You yeah. won't have to go through you know, chemo what, and you surgery. You have to go through what you yeah. went through, which yeah. is grueling and... Outpatient, in and out. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. And then in 2014, you got to ride. Yeah. So Very who, special. Who did you ride with? Uh, then I rode with my nephew, and I rode with a couple of coworkers. Now, you're on the Huntington Peloton, I right? Am. Yes. That's one of the big ones. Yeah. So... Amazing support staff. And, and I take it they were pretty good all through your treatment. Yeah, they were wonderful. And now you're a James volunteer every Friday morning. What What is your volunteer job? Concierge. We, we take them to treatment. We take them to registration. Uh, we direct them around to wherever they're going if they're lost. And we just listen to them. That's what I was going to say. I mean, We listen to them. That's it's an, not about uh, – we don't swap stories. I don't tell them about my story unless they ask. But it's about them and how they're feeling and welcome, you know. And, and you're in a great place and this is the place to be and reiterate that and just kind of calm their fears and talk to their family and just be there for them. Yeah. Cause that's kind of a high anxiety. And they come from all over the place too. Yeah. 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 That's true. And some, some of them yeah. never, it's their first time here and they had trouble finding it yeah. and they're anxious. And they're scared. Yeah. They're, they're about to get some yeah. sort of treatment or yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, so you must learn how to help people relax and be calm. Yeah. So, that's a that's a great school to learn. What have you learned from meeting all these people and and being their concierge? That number one, everybody has a story, and not all cancers are the same. Uh, some are, are more aggressive than others, and uh, that uh, that there's hope, and and we've got to keep raising more funds because this is just one piece of of the pie and if we can if we can get more funds and more clinical trials uh and we can go nationwide with OCCPI right it's going to be huge now you've been working toward that you you're on some sort of board for some sort of genetic or colon cancer yeah. or colon we tell, what is what is yeah, that I'm the, I'm the public uh liaison for the American Board of Genetics Counseling so there's uh, – actually, Heather's the former past president. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure she nominated She me. got you on there? Probably. <laughs> uh, but that's been amazing. Uh, we just did a two-day uh, 
seminar in Chicago, and they try to set the standards for, uh, you know, genetics counselors and 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 testing and and those kind of things. So extremely interesting. Just started that uh, last month and very excited. It's a two year tenure, and I'm looking forward to it. So you've become an advocate and a spokesperson. Yeah, next month is uh, uh, colon cancer. Uh, awareness. So we're going to be doing some advertisement and podcast and videos for nationwide. So, and I know there's, there's a lot, but when you, what do you, what is the message you through, through the James, through this organization, what's the message you're trying to get out there? That genetics is making huge strides in finding cures and uh, saving people's lives today, so we're not we're not curing can- all cancers right now, but but we're narrowing it down. We're finding uh, new things uh, every day. Okay, and you're part of that now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Ohio State is it's just so proud of them. I, um, I've noticed in walking around the James, you're not the only volunteer who's who's a former patient. There seem to be a lot. Yeah, uh, like. I don't and those know. are some of my best friends. So you've gotten to know, yeah, and that becomes a, a support group. I think. Yeah, we're like brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's great. We're like family. And I don't. How do you sum all this up? You, it's since, since 2013 when you learned what had been devastating your family. You learned one of your three daughters had it, but that now she won't get colon cancer. You've become an advocate. You become part of the James family, a volunteer, you become a Pelotonia fundraiser. Your life has changed a lot. Yeah, I'm truly blessed. Truly blessed. Currently in remission, so I can't ask for anything more. I get scanned every 90 days, and uh, next year I'll go to six months, and then I'll go to maybe once a year, and then maybe never for a while. There you go. And your daughter will get screenings once a year, and your other two daughters have... don't have same any risk high, as same risk else. as anyone else, which is pretty low. So knock on wood, the McDaniels are in, in good hands and going forward and have yeah. a great future. So you get to see your grandkids and great grandkids. Correct. <laughs> That's an amazing story. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story for us with us and we appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.